For those who are new around here, my name is Lauren Rose. I run this thing every other Friday. So thank you for tuning on in. So today I feel terrible, (laughs) really bad. Um, I just feel like I got hit by a semi, um, a truck, you know, big old truck. Um, And it's not a coronavirus, you know, don't freak out but yeah basically it started because I went to an estate sale the other day and that's kind of like my happy place my moment um just because yeah you it's all about planning like you know you go to bed early and you get to a place super early um I left at like 5 30 a.m yesterday um all the hopes of getting a particular item at the sale And, you know, the competition is stiff, you know, people think they're (laughs) American pickers, you know, like all that. Um, And it's morally questionable, you know, I have thoughts on it, but I do it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, yesterday I went and I got this, you know, really cool, uh, like postmodern lamp that I was looking at. Actually, there was another girl there who I just knew I saw her and I knew that she was going to go after the lamp as well. And there were two of them. So we both got in and we both kind of just like, you know, flies to a lamp, just (laughs) went to the, the pieces and, um, you know, we decided to split them because most people would want to buy them together. But anyways, this is a tangent. Um, but when I was leaving, I was feeling pretty good, you know, and just I had this high from getting the item. Um, And then I was driving, was about to take a right, and I saw this woman putting out this huge mirror. At first, I thought it was a bed frame. So I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Like an 80s, it was a huge circular mirror, um, you know, with cream. uh, I don't know. It's not, um, I forget the, the material. It's not plastic. Anyways, it was like this 80s art deco kind of thing. And so I just swerved, took a left and circled the block and came back. And I realized it was a um, a mantelpiece for a dresser. And the dresser was totally busted, like not salvageable, but the mirror was great. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to take it like this is a sign. <laughs> so I, I pick it up and it's so heavy, just I don't know, like over 50 pounds, little old me, you know, no one's around and coronavirus, you know, I don't want to ask for help, but I just hoisted it up into my car and it somehow fit. Um, and then when I came back to my apartment, it was like 8.30 a.m. and everyone's still asleep. Um, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to bring this up to my room. And it was 
um terrifying like lugging this huge thing up it's just so large that like I have these concrete steps you know those like 60s you know like where you can see in between that's my worst fear is like falling through those tiny cracks if you know what I'm talking about you know um but I did it uh (laughs) I got up to my apartment, I cleaned it off, but like my body was just like shaking from like the adrenaline and just, I was just so sweaty. And uh, anyways, I was happy. And then last night when I was going to bed, I'm like, oh my God, I really fucked up like my body doing that. So I feel like I, you know, got hit by a truck, but I actually did know a girl who got hit by a truck once in um, middle school. Her name was Juliet. Um, You know, it was a car. It was a car, not a truck. But um, (laughs) she's like this little girl, like 80 pounds. She always drank 2% milk, which like we were all jealous about because, you know, middle school insecurities tell you to, you know, drink skim milk and, you know, stay trim or whatever. But her parents always insisted that she would have 2% milk. Um, Anyways, that girl got smacked by a car and she missed a couple of days of school and she was so chipper and, you know, she came back and we were sitting down at lunch. She's like, oh, do you want to see my my scars or whatever? Um, she like lifted up her shirt a little bit and the whole left side of her body was just like scratched up. Like it just looked so painful. And she was just like, you know, showing it off and like being super chipper. I'm like, what? So I guess I can't really compare my body aches to hers um anyways this is probably the longest intro we've done in a while um so before I get into music today I did want to mention that this wonderful wonderful woman named Becca um did an interview with me about vagina slims so it's up on her blog it's called blanket for adventures and I'll leave the link below um it came out like right after last week's episode. So, um, you may have seen it already, but it was just really nice, you know, to have people ask me about things. And we, um, I don't know, it just seems like a really fun, um, and interesting interview. So not to toot my own horn, but I just, I really appreciate her and her reaching out. So, um, I'll leave that down below if you're interested. Um, yeah. So today we're just going to slow it down, a little more luxe, a little more jazz, you know, something, something sweet and syrupy. Um, So we're going to begin with one of my favorites, Nat King Cole, and this is Nature Boy. Enjoy. There was a boy, a very strange enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy 
and sad am I, but very wise was he. And then one day, a magic day, he passed my way. And while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved. In return Nat King Cole with Nature Boy, a very famous song from him. He just has like the best voice ever. Um, it's so, so beautiful. Um, yeah, like that and a candle. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Uh, it's like that and a candle. And what I've been doing recently is like playing, you know, on YouTube, this it's like this whole new ASMR thing where they do those like hour long or like eight hour long videos of like rain falling in a study or something like that. So I'll put one of those on and then like on my computer or my speaker and then I'll put my headphones in with Nat King Cole and it's just like pure bliss um, because it doesn't rain where I'm from right now where I'm living um okay so interesting things that have happened um i've been going down this whole memory lane thing um involving old computer games and you guys know i'm on my neopets phase but beyond that um i don't know it's like you think you know yourself and like what made you who you are until you remember certain things that are like pre, you know, tragedy, middle school era. Um, my family growing up, we had this Mac computer, like the old school Mac. It was like a dusty uh, cream gray color. And I had, I had older siblings, so they had all of these 
computer games. A lot of them were like learning computer games. Um, but I just remember like pre-internet era of that was like my favorite pastime was like popping in a CD like in the basement, um, going on the computer. And yeah, I Zoom beanies was a huge one for me. And a couple months ago, I like went on this deep dive and I found these like walkthrough things on YouTube of people playing it and was like, whoa. Um, but I did and even deeper dive and I found these games that I used to play um one was like an an aerial game you know from like the little mermaid and that one just like the clam shells um the little like sea anemones or whatever sea anemones um yeah that one influenced me so much just in how I like how tactile the images were and interactive they were um and there was this one that you had to wear these 3d glasses for and they were just like you know those thin paper one eye is uh, blue and the other eye is red um and it was a dinosaur game and okay guys if i find like short clips to post i'll put them on my v slims instagram so you because i know some of you know these um but I don't know if it was like a Jurassic Park themed game or if it was something else. But there was this one moment playing that game and they did these like reenactments of different dinosaurs. And there was one of T-Rex like coming at you like 3D. And I just was so scared. Like that started my uh, anxiety, you know. <laughs> um and there's another one with like a school bus. It was super, it was like late 80s and just had the most jarring sound ever. Um, but I love playing that. Um, there's a Barbie one that I played. It was like a fashion game, which, you know, I could go feminist studies on that right now. But um, yeah, you would just like dress her up and then you would do like a, a runway show and it was really cool actually they like counted down like five four three two one in little barbie shoes like i know this probably doesn't make sense if you're listening to it but again i'll try to post something um but i just remember taking it took so long and this wasn't even with the internet just the computer was so slow and i just had like this amazing attention span so yeah, that's kind of been, it's been cool. I mean, I get to know what sort of things really aesthetically please me from when I was really young. And I don't know, it was a good time. Um, and then I've also been watching so many movies, which is kind of new for me. Like, sometimes I just get bummed out. And I can't sit through anything. But um, it started off because I was really into this like Dracula theme era of filmmaking you know like there's so many movies in the 50s and 60s and 70s um regarding vampires so the one that I watched I watched a couple um The Return of Dracula from 1958 and Castle Blood um is that a vampire yeah, I don't know, 1964, and 
also these are all on youtube so i'll link them down below granted they might be taken down but i don't know what's happening with youtube like you can't post music without it getting flagged but somehow you can post these feature length films nowadays like i don't know it's really shifted in the past few years um so i've been there and then i rewatched gentlemen prefer blondes because someone again uploaded a really good quality video of that onto youtube um that's 1953 and it stars obviously marilyn monroe and jane russell but the the production the art department like it's just so stunning and the costumes like i took so many screenshots so i'll share those um but that was a good watch and then jumping forward, I watched The Poltergeist, which I don't think I ever saw fully. Um, that's 1982, pretty iconic. And I was really obsessed with the set decorator in that film, Cheryl Kearney. Um, I just did some research on her and she's done, she's done like so many things like Coming to America, The Addams Family, um, Cleopatra Jones, Two of a Kind. Like, it's just insane, her um, filmography. So that was a really good deep dive. Um, and then most recently, which I'll talk a little bit in depth, is I watched The Josephine Baker Story from 1991. And it stars Lynn Whitfield, who... I know this woman, this will show my age, but Cheetah Girls, she's Raven's mom in the Cheetah Girls and she just looks so stunning. And I'm like, so yeah, I saw that film. And I'm like, whoa. Um, but Josephine Baker is such an amazing figure. Um, she was a, I don't know if you'd classify her as a burlesque dancer, but she was an entertainer. She was born in the United States and then moved to France um and she there's so much about her that I've that I've learned about more um she's bisexual which no one ever talks about um she was in the French resistance during World War II like she would kind of um basically be this public figure celebrity and you know schmooze with people and get all these details and send these uh or transmit these bits of information to back to england sorry letting that helicopter go by um she would send these bits of information back to england about airfields harbors and german troop concentrations in the west of france and I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm going to admit that. Um, it says that notes were written in invisible ink on Baker's sheet music, which is, boom, like iconic. Um, but she faced a lot, a lot of shit. Like she started out her career literally putting on blackface. Um, she's more light skinned, but that's how she'd be she became kind of famous in the United States and was able to go to Paris. And later in life, she refused to perform for segregated audiences in the United States. And, you know, she faced so much backlash. Um, 
she wouldn't be served at certain, um, you know, bars, restaurants. Um, she had a lot of miscarriages, which she had to get a hysterectomy, which is so sad. And she wasn't, you know, able to have kids. And so she adopted, I think, at least 11 or 12 kids from many different countries because she just didn't want these poor kids to live without a family or a, a good home or anything like that. Um, she also owned a cheetah that would accompany her on stage. The cheetah was called Chiquita with a diamond collar. Like, guys, I could go on and on. Um, but I definitely want to research more about her. Um, yeah, she just really is was such a great figure and she spoke at the March on Washington alongside uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and she's the only female public speaker at that event and the end of her life you know there were there were sad moments and some great revival moments but um, yeah the U.S. just really did her dirty and she didn't want to come back you know so I watched that film from 1991. It's pretty good. It was by HBO. Um, but I really think this needs like a new era, like a new take, a new lens, you know, by queer black filmmaker or something of, you know, that nature, just because it's such a powerful story and figure and it just needs all of the money. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I heard that something was being optioned, like a book and screenplay or something, but I don't know if that's still happening now. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been my my path these past couple of weeks, just researching. But again, if you guys know any books or anything related to Josephine Baker that you suggest, um, DM me because I'm really curious. All right, so we'll slow it down, a little more jazz, jazzy stuff. Um, this is Black Coffee by Sarah Vaughn from 1949. Enjoy. slept a wink I walked the floor and watched the door and in between I drink black coffee loves a hand-me-down broom I'll never know a Sunday to the shadows one o'clock to four and lord how slow the moments go when all i do is pour black coffee since the blues caught my eye 
by Sarah Vaughn. So great. We love it. Um, okay, some great news. Gosh, like 2020, um, some good news that actually happened is the teaser for Zola was finally released. It's so short and people are pissed because they want more info and there's not a date for the release from May 24 yet. But, um, Zola is the best film at Sundance 2020. It was my favorite. Um, last year it was Honey Boy. This year it's Zola. And I mean, so many people know about this story already. There's a huge tweet thread from this woman who, you know, had this like crazy story falling out with another girl. Um, and it got written and directed into a movie and it was just so stunning it stars taylor page who's just so beautiful and she really does great in this role and then her counterpart is riley keogh who she's it's been described like she kind of plays this minstrel character in itself um of this like white girl who basically i don't know like I, I don't want to spoil anything but also there's like a whole tweet thread about it but she kind of like hoodwinks um if that's the word like this girl into going on this trip with her and her boyfriend and this other guy um in florida they're both strippers and um she's like oh come make some extra money with me this weekend and it just turns into a whole shit show and the movie is it's great it's funny it's a little dark um, and I remember seeing it at the Sundance Resort um, and the audience, it was probably like the last screening. Um, the audience, I feel like would be, especially in the area, like predominantly 
white, older, rich people. Um, and I remember there was a, a Q&A at the end and someone raised their hand, this woman, and she was like kind of upset. You could hear it in her voice, um, just kind of with the overall story and how dangerous and menacing it was and like what what are the director um or people who worked on the film like what do they think about it you know and so Janixa Bravo is the director and Jeremy O'Harris who did Slay Play um which I haven't seen um he was there he co-wrote it um a lot of people actually had writing leads on it but he he really just said this beautiful poignant answer being like you know this story is from one person's perspective and like how people choose to um maybe like give humor to like a really traumatic situation like that's that's on them and that's how they see the world especially when you've already kind of like been or had violence inflicted upon you from a larger like systemic level like this is how people deal with it you know and I just thought that was like the greatest answer you know it was like a bit of a like a soft clap back and the woman you know received it pretty well it seems but anyways I just hope it does really well because everyone's so great the production designer Katie Byron so great um And I just wish it all of the success because it deserves to be seen in a theater, which totally sucks right now with everything being closed. But I just I can feel it like I know it's going to be really big hit, even if it just goes online. And um, hopefully, you know, people's careers on that can just like spiral upwards, you know, and just I don't know. I'm wishing the best. So, yes. Um, okay, we will finish up the episode with a few questions from you guys. Um, as a reminder, I typically take questions like the Wednesday, Thursday before the show airs, and I take it through Instagram, either on the VSlims Instagram or my personal. Um, so just check the stories if you ever want to submit, um, Okay, let me find them. Um, Georgia Stillwell says, what is your self-care routine during uncertain times like these? I feel like I've kind of gone into this, but again, walking, just getting my ass out of the apartment and just changing what I see in the world every day has been pivotal. Um, When I was living in SF, things were more beautiful. When I'm in LA, it's a little more... I wouldn't say dodgy, but it's not as, not as great, but still just like getting myself out of my room, out of my head. That's been amazing. Um, you know, trying to eat well, not spending money on anything frivolous. Um, and then again, like stuff like this in the podcast, just like really diving deep into ideas or movies, music, like that's how I'm staying sane. But Yes, there are days where I feel like absolute shit because of the world, because of the United States in general. Um, Christina Themily, I don't know if I pronounced that right. I apologize. Um, what would you be working as if you weren't part of the film industry? 
Um, I would, I like vintage, you know, objects and clothing and stuff. So I don't know, like running a shop or working at a shop, just sourcing materials. That's always something that's interested me. Um, and I feel like it's not too far of a hop from where I'm at now. Marina Off says, with your line of work, do you ever think about giving Europe a shot? I would love, love to go to any other country to work, you know, once this pandemic ends. Um, I mean, that would be a dream, just to especially have a project that's in a different country with different, you know, people and seeing how they work and operate. Like, yes, I would love, love that. Um, I just, I still feel like I'm getting my footing here. I mean, I've barely even started in this state, so we will see. Um, okay, last question. Mustard, nice username, says, <laughs> what to do when you wake up wanting to change every external thing about yourself? <laughs> yes. Um, oh, God, that's, that's a hard thing. Just because I feel like now, like I've had this whole, I don't know, this is my hot take. I feel like especially with the pandemic, since we can't, you know, see our friends as much or, you know, go to work and forget about how much we detest ourselves or whatever, like if you're unemployed like me, um, it's hard. It's hard, you know, when you wake up and you just like look in the mirror and you're like, uh, like, what am I doing? And externally too, like... I've really been trying to like kill those bad habits of like, well, I don't know. So like when I was young, people would say, people close to me would say kind of like passive aggressive comments to me, like about my body or my appearance or my actions. And that just, it really rooted in me. And there was another time when my sister came home from college and you know, like siblings, you guys fight. Um, but when she came back, I low key, I just wanted to hang out with her. You know, she was there for the summer and she just didn't want to be there. You could tell she was feeling um, depressed. And I knocked on her door and I wanted to hang out. And she just said like, go away. And I got so hurt. Um, and I just said this like really mean disparaging comment to her like something that I knew would stick and hurt and you know she was already going through it and I didn't know it at the time but um yeah I tried to really stick it to her and it wasn't until later in my life when I realized like that I'd been using that same tactic of like putting people down because that was already ingrained in me because that's what people said to me so okay just follow follow me um as we grow up you know we we learn to not say that stuff to people I mean hopefully you know like you would never go up to someone now and call them something terrible and rude um so why is it like when we look in the mirror we say those same things or we think these like really you know, dumb thoughts like, oh, I wish I looked different. My body is this way. You know, my hair sucks, whatever. Like, you know, on the flip side, I love good transformation. You know, I think it can be really fun if it comes from a good place. But if you, 
it just can ruin your day. You know, like you said, like as soon as you wake up and you just like see everything that's wrong with you and you just feel overwhelmed. So, you know, I could tell you like, oh, just say affirmations back in the mirror, you know, say, say things that you like about yourself, you know, but it's like, that is a step and I don't want to knock that, but also it's like, it's also just like stopping those negative thoughts or words from even like entering your brain. Because if you were to say those out loud, people would be like, what are you saying? Like, why would you be so mean to yourself? You know what I mean? And you guys know that we like to get as existential here. So it's like, we are in a pandemic. It hasn't happened in like a century. Um, We could die at any moment, but we are alive now. So there's no time to be mean to yourself. There's absolutely no time. Like, would you want to, if you died tomorrow, know that the previous day you just like spent the whole day looking in the mirror, hating yourself? Like, no, like that's just sad. You don't want to be that person. So again, like I said before, the self-care thing, it's like getting outside, like changing what your brain sees. So you're not just like rolling out of bed with your hair all fucked up, just like staring in the mirror, like, oh my God, you know, it's just like changing what comes into your brain. And then every time you do have those negative thoughts, just like trying to put a stop to them immediately, whether it's like changing your focus or taking a shower and just like, you know, I don't know especially I think you can use this pandemic to your advantage being like, okay, cut the shit. Like things are bad right now, but they could get worse and I'm alive and I'm going to like read these books, watch these movies, listen to this soundtrack or whatever and relish in the good instead of just focusing on your perception of yourself. Does that make sense? So, (sighs) yes. Um, Okay, we're playing a hopeful song for the outro. This is a really great one. Um, It's a classic. This is Henry Mancini, and it's Moon River. And I just remember, like, when I was a kid, sometimes we'd go camping, and there'd be these lodges where they just sell, like, you know, gift shop stuff. Um, And there was, like, these CDs it was like a soundscape CD of like thunderstorms and they had a version of Moon River on it. And there's nothing more pure to me. It was like that moment where I'd just be asleep, you know, in Minneapolis playing this CD, just kind of feeling um, connected back to nature, but also just to this hopeful, you know, wanderlust swell of of the music and the emotional lyrics and all that so this is a version that I really like it's remastered so again Henry Mancini with Moon River love you guys and I'll talk to you soon bye